Hey guys, good morning in TGIF to a lot of you. It is Friday, February 17th, 2023. Yes, I have to work today and I have to get ready in just a little bit, probably around 8.15, 8.20, uh, if not 8.30. I'm not supposed to be there till about 1.15, uh, thus I should not have to get ready too soon, but, you know, with me, I, I, don't, I don't trust the bus, you know, going from Patterson to Turlock. Uh, around that time frame because there have been several occasions where you know I'll get on the bus here in Patterson it's not a problem at 11 o'clock but as soon as we hit you know not Patterson but here in Newman you know I won't have a problem getting on the 11 o'clock bus here in Newman but as soon as we hit Patterson it's a whole different story it's like you never know whether or not it's there so I'd rather just um, you know basically you know not chance it or anything if you kind of understand where I'm coming from Anyway, though, anyway, though, we are here because last night uh, when I was heading home, um, I basically did a mini live stream. I might delete it, might keep it. Uh, excuse me. I said I might leave it, might keep it. But I did a live stream uh, talking about the 250th uh, edition of the Metamorphosized to Malleability. Uh, series that uh, Michelle, aka Dizzy Art, or Desi Arts, that's D E Z Z I E Arts, Desi Arts, um, has been doing for quite some time, even when they were under the username Jackal Adore. Get myself some coffee there. And uh, to say they've come a long way with the story would be an understatement because they have, de they have indeed come a long way with this story. This story, to me, um, and it's just my opinion, but it's, to me, is the prime example, um, if you will, is a prime example, as I check something here. Okay, it's there. Uh, but like I said, this is just a prime example of doing a fun, shape-shifting story, but with story progression and character development and not just focusing on the fun aspect of you know of the story itself you know basically not just focusing on the character having shape-shifting abilities and being able to do this and being able to do that you know whenever they feel like it um you know so i so i'm kind of glad that she's going in that direction with the story it doesn't mean over time she hasn't decided to, you know, be a little fun. Like, with the 250th one here, she did kind of, like, stray from the norm a little bit, where she continued off of the Christmas special she did uh, this past December, uh, where she basically, to celebrate Christmas with her fiancé, uh, Crystal, this being the main character, Briella, of the story, Briella, who's the shapeshifter of the story, uh, Michelle decided to have Briella, because her powers have evolved so much, to basically take on the disguise of a genie with a different name. Yeah, she decided to have she decided to have her main a main protagonist, uh, Briella, take on the disguise of a genie that would grant um, that would grant basically. <laughs> you know, uh, Crystal's every wish. And to say that, you know, to say that she's uh, kind of really living up to that, if you will, and hold on for a sec while I uh, do something here. But to say that she's really living up to that in this role, in not just the Christmas special of last year, but of, of this recent continuation of the 250th chapter, uh, would be saying something. You know, it really would. Um, you know, it really would be be saying something because, uh, again, you know, again, it's it's one of those uh, situations that you know when you when you look at the story itself, you know. Like I said, you look at the story itself. Like I said, you know, its main its main focus 
its main focus is telling the story of how Briella, you know, has grown with these powers and everything. You know, it, its main focus has been how she's grown with these powers and what she's capable of doing. And to kind of detour from that with uh, the special, and I don't know if that made sense. It might, it might have sounded like I kind of like went all over the place there just now. I do apologize. It is early and everything while I'm while I'm doing this live. So, you know, my apologies there. You know, my apologies there. But like I said, you know, it's it's one of those situations to where, you know, again, you you look at Briella's character uh, in the story and how far she's you know come with her powers. You know, um, as a shapeshifter. But you know, overall, like I said, it's um, what's the one I'm trying to. Overall, it's one of those situations to where when you look at a story like this, and you know, you know the direction it's going in, and everything at times, you don't think someone would, you know, excuse me, excuse me again, would last as long as they have. But, but they have, and again, I do apologize if I'm going all over the place. It is early. So I'm trying to get my thoughts thoughts together. I do apologize, um, but you, you wouldn't think, you know, a story like this would last so long. A story series, you know, would last this long and everything. But yet, you know, here we are. You know, yet here we are and everything. So. Yeah, you know, I I, I like. I like the story and everything and where it's come, come so far uh, with the character. I, I really do. I do like the story and how far it's come so far uh, with the character. Um, but like I said, you know, you look at, you know, the 250th edition here, which is a special, basically. I mean, we're going to probably get the actual 250th one uh, next week because she's going to plan to get back on track there. But here... Uh, like I said, what she did to get back on topic, to kind of get things, you know, organized. And again, I do apologize. My bad. My bad here. Uh, like I said, it's early. Still trying to get my thoughts together while I also get try to get this done before getting myself ready for work. Um, but yeah, you know, the, the, the story itself, but like I said, the diversion here that she's doing, um, you know, she... You know, she basically has developed Briella's character so much to the fact that she's able to become not just anything or anyone, but she's also able to take on different alter egos to have fun with. Like here, you know, she becomes a genie uh, for her friend. Like, she, well, she continues the role of a genie just like she did, um, you know, uh, you know, as the... Uh, you know, okay, let me get my thoughts here. Okay. Basically, what I was trying to say... Okay, like I said, it's early. I do apologize. Um, basically, she's you know gone as far as she has with uh, Briella's character, power-wise, to the point that she's able, as I mentioned, to become anything or anyone, and even adopt different alter egos and have fun with them while role-playing as that person or thing she's become. A uh, good example here, this being uh, called Second Wish, which is a special, basically dedicated to 250 shifts, if you will. Um, she basically, this basically, this year, as I was trying to say, uh, as I was talking about last night, which is why I'll probably keep the uh, live stream one I did from last night around, just to help out, give you more uh, context, texture. But... Um, here, this is a continuation of the Christmas one she did back in December, as I mentioned earlier, before I kind of went off the rails there a little bit, lost track a little bit almost. I do apologize. Uh, but um, anyway, like I said, uh, this is a continuation of that two-part special where uh, basically Briella takes on uh, this character called Ishafal, Ishafal, if you will, uh, basically, a genie of the bottle, genie of the lamp, if you will, 
and she's role playing uh, for for Crystal. You know, basically saying, "Okay, you know, what will your wish be? What do you want me to do?" Da 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 da. And what this also does, you know, what this also does. Um. Uh, but basically, what this also does is it continues something that we saw uh, basically take place. And I think they mentioned it here. Um, in the 184th uh, chapter slash shift or 184th uh, point or 184.5th, you know, point five edition, uh, a continuation extension of that shift. Where basically Briella... Uh, turned herself into a cabin. She turned herself into a cabin and um, altered the interior to mimic a coral reef, then a rider vista of an alien world. And she role-played as all the different things, you know, creatures, aliens, in those environments while having fun with Crystal. Because if there's one thing they like to do is role-play now that she, you know, you know now, now that Briella has these powers. You know, role-play where... You know, Briella will basically, if she feels like it, turn into clothing for, um, you know, for Crystal, you know, and flow over Crystal completely head to toe and basically become a different clothing for her. Or even just become a faceless, you know, head to toe faceless latex bodysuit that will change into whatever Crystal wants her to change into. Um... You know, there was a couple of examples, I think, in earlier shifts to where she did this, and Crystal said, turn me into a copy of you, while, you know, Briella, while she was wearing Briella as a faceless latex bodysuit, and Briella did just that. She said, turn me into, uh, you know, into an anthropomorphic cat, a fur cat, and she turned her into freaking Felicia, you know, from Darkstalkers, so, and, and stuff like that. So... So yeah, you know, this plays off, this continuation of the Christmas special, you know, plays, you know, plays off, you know, Briella playing the role of a genie, you know, having fun with, you know, her fiancé Crystal, but also plays off what she had done in the 184th shift, as well as even plays off what she had done previously um, as well. And overall, like I said in the previous one, which again, I will keep around because, you know, um... This one's starting off the way it did, you know, just, I know people are thinking, man, are you okay? Should you be doing this early? Don't worry, I'm fine. It's just, like I said, drinking some coffee and everything, waking myself up, you know, and doing this before I get ready for work, you know, has its advantages and disadvantages. But yeah, um, overall though, overall the story you know, this 250th shift, like I said last night, um, it's, it's a nice little diversion, nice little filler, continuation of what we saw in the Christmas one, as well as even callbacks to other previous shifts and stuff. So I, I do I do like that um, here with this story, with this little, like I said, special, you know, diversion, you know, turn from the norm and, and everything. Uh, because basically the ongoing series, the continuity itself, the more recent uh, shift called Pocket Dimensions, which I did do a review on, um, had Briella discover that, hey, my po- you know, well, not, okay, let me correct myself. All right. The previous one before the special here, 249, if you will, had Briella discover that her powers have evolved so much that she could actually, and this and this is true, you just got to go back and, and uh, read it, um, that she can actually create a pocket dimension within herself. In other words, she can turn herself into a box or a spear or whatever, and she could practically, you know, exist there like she's in another world. Kind of like, you know, kind of like this here where she became a cabinet and everything, and, you know, mimic the interior of a coral reef and all that. Kind of similar to that, but it's more along the lines of, you know, she could just, like, be herself and everything, but it's like, you know, it's almost like an unlimited, you know, space to where she could just, you know, 
relax and you know just you know cease to be from the world a little bit as you know as she's existing in her own world and everything Cause, you know where she's able to like store things and stuff because she she discovers well wait a minute if I can create a pocket dimension in myself I wonder and she uses various various objects small like a cork from a wine bottle she cuts off the cork and stores it within her and everything um you know, within her body, like she doesn't put it in a pocket, and then you know she somehow gets to morph it along with her, which she's done before with her phone and all that. But she's able to actually put it inside, like her body. And then what she did is she morphed into a spear, and within that spear, she's able to like, you know, change back into a humanoid form, and hold the part of the cork that she cut, um, as if you know she was in her actual house, in her actual apartment, if you will. Or living room. You know, she's able to do that. And it surprises her. It actually does surprise her because now, like I said, she has a, a means of being able to, you know, exist outside of the world within her own world, you know, and do whatever she has to do. Uh, and apparently she's probably going to share this in, uh, the fo- in the follow-up to 249 in the actual 250 next week. Um, with Crystal, she's going to have to share this with Crystal, because this is going to be like the next step, like they can actually have true intimacy within Briella, but be, but have it be like, you know, Briella's, um, and Crystal, or be, or make it be like, I should say, that Briella and Crystal are within a bedroom within either one's home or apartment, you know, that's what it sounds like, you know, they're going, and everything, but, Overall, this entire series has been pretty darn good. I mean, I'm not going to deny that. And like I said, this follow-up here to the Christmas special last year is pretty good too because what we're getting here is Briella granting Crystal's wish to live out a fantasy that's kind of like a, a hybrid of Dungeons & Dragons and Magic the Gathering. You know, well, she, well you know, Briella's... Oh, not Briella, but Crystal is... Um, you know, playing the role of this character and everything, and, you know, she's just journeying, you know, through this makeshift castle and everything, and here you have uh, Briella, you know, uh, role-playing as different things, like like an ogre and everything right here, you know, as an ogre um, and everything. Um, so, so yeah, you know, she, they're just having fun, they're role-playing here, and everything, and Crystal knows it, you know, Crystal knows it, and that's why, you know, she's doing you know, doing all these things, and even going as far as to um, do things like, you know, put water to her mouth and everything, even though it's uh, her fiancé, and I apologize, my finger hit the mic there, uh, even though it's her fiancé and everything, she's having fun, they're having fun here, they're, they're role-playing, and then, of course, Briella's doing this, and, and stuff, and it's just... You know, it's just a fun, it's just a fun little story here, and here, uh, here you you got the ending where basically, you know, Briella's going back to her house, uh, not house, but back, to, Briella's resorting back to normal, uh, and everything, and, and, you know, basically they're heading home. You know, and everything. But she's doing this in two parts. She's doing this in two parts because basically... Um, you know, you have Brie Ella reforming out of the, the smoke, the vapor, and everything. And But you also have uh, the other... You have another part of her. You know what I mean? 
you know, you have another part of her that, you know, still in the genie form, um, going to the car and everything. You know, going to the car and everything. And, uh, basically, you know, you have, you know, you know, uh, the other half of Briella, which is the genie now, becoming Lavender Goo, which, you know, covers her comatose cargo, you know, her fiancé Crystal is sleeping, into a puffy sleeping bag, if you will. And putting her in the back seat, which she drives off with, you know, which, you know, afterwards she drives, uh, drives over to. And everything she drives basically well she basically takes you know takes control of the car and drives home is what she does and again I do apologize if I'm, all, if I'm a little all over the place like I said it's early and I'm trying to do this before I get ready for work so I do apologize I'm sure I'm not the only one that does this believe me there are a lot of people that do videos and um, on-screen videos and uh, You know, hold on for a sec. Yeah, I don't know. Some people, you probably saw that. People are just, you know, jerks and everything. Um. Anyway, it's probably a teenager too. Probably a young teenager that's bored and all that. Uh, but anyway, like I said, um, uh, anyway, like I said, the, you know, they end the story with them just going back home and, and all that. But like I said, the, the story overall was, was pretty good. You know, it's pretty good and everything. Nice little filler and everything. You know, out there, nice little filler and stuff. Uh, so... You know, nice, like I said, nice little filler and stuff to, to, um, to, you know, to enjoy themselves with and everything. Um, overall, um, overall to say that, like I said, the series hasn't been good. One of the more better shape-shifting stories out there. It would be totally not giving Michelle her total credit because she deserves all the credit. You know, she really does because... You know, she she's basically taking a concept, which, again, as I mentioned earlier, you could easily just say, okay, I'm just going to do chapter after chapter, 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 this, them having fun with the shape-shifting powers, da, 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 da. No, she's actually developing a great story out of this. You know, she's actually developing a great story out of this because when it first started out, um, if you will, uh, from a character perspective, Briella was just learning about her powers and what she was capable of doing, and earlier on, when she would try to become someone or somebody, someone or something else, and everything, um, for a temporary time, she would lose herself. She would lose herself to whatever she became or whoever she became, only to you know get snapped out of it somehow and realize, okay, I need to work on that. I need to time myself being into being in these certain you know forms and roles. And over time, she's done that. I mean. You know, one of the examples of her basically, um, you know, one of the examples of her basically, uh, what, what's the one I'm looking for? Uh, Shape-shifting into an inanimate object is an earlier shift chapter where her friend, her best friend, uh, Alanya, Alanya, if you will, uh, stayed at her house because she had drank too much. She had basically got drunk. She was tipsy. So, Briella decided, okay... I'm going to turn myself into a blanket to keep her warm, keep her comfortable, and that's what she did. 
The problem was she had remained at the blanket for so long throughout the night that when Elania, Elania, if you will, got up to go to the bathroom or something like that, you know, Crystal, not Crystal, but Briella, started to think to herself, hey, what is the person I was covering? You know, what is a blanket supposed to do if it doesn't have somebody to cover? In other words, she was thinking of herself as being the blanket, like she always had been the blanket and stuff, and, you know, and nothing else. And that is until a few hours later, when her fiancé did fully wake up, call her, not fiancé, but her best friend, I should say, Elania, Elania, uh, woke up and basically called out for her, which snapped her out of her situation. And, there was, and of course, there was another time where she became sort of like her own personal assistant under a different name. But because she took on the alter ego of this person, that she ended up, you know, sleeping and making out with, uh, I guess you could say, the landscaper that came over in one chapter. You know, acting, you know, basically, you know, basically not acting as herself and just being like, you know, just, you know, when asked, when asked about herself, you know, as her alter ego, you know, being the assistant, as the assistant, she just basically <laughs> discarded herself like, ah, she's not going to care and everything. As if, you know, she was indeed a totally different person. So again, over time, over time throughout the series, she's had her moments. There's no doubt she has had her moments. You know, she even ended up staying as a dog for so long that she almost completely lost herself to being a dog. Like, you know, in other words, Brielle was going like, bye, I exist no more, kind of deal. Not realizing that, you know, she, you know, she was allowing herself to be you know, wiped out, wiped out of existence, but thanks to Alania snapping her out of it and everything, she was able to come through. She was able to finally find her way back and be like, okay, that's something else I have to work on. You know, I have to work on basically making sure that whatever powers I, you know, whatever role I take on, you know, as an animal as well, that I got to time myself. It's all about timing with her in these situations. And then, of course, you had recently uh, the the ordeals that she uh, went to, or went through, I should say, the ordeals she went through was part of her becoming sentient and taking on the name Mimi and basically being a childhood representation in adult form of what, you know, she had promised herself because according to Mimi, you know, she had promised herself, hey, if you ever got these kind of powers, you would become all these kind of things, and you would become all these kind of things for who knows how long, because you promised yourself you'd live out your, you know, you'd live out some of these times, or some of these shapes, as if you always were them. In other words, she would give examples of, you'd say you'd become a bull, and, you know, or a cow, and live out, you know, a couple of years as a cow, existence as nothing but a cow, or, or this and that. And even though she took care of this ordeal, it basically wiped Mimi from existence, um, she did take some of that to heart and realized, okay, this is a perfect way to time myself. And, you know, one of the things she does every now and then is she'll change herself into an inanimate object or plant or whatever and remain that way at least for a couple of days or a week and enjoy the existence of just being what she had become. Like recently she became a balloon and then a couple of balloons, which almost led to disastrous results. And um, yeah, you know, she's just, excuse me, she's just trying to, you know, live out, you know, you know, what, live out what she had promised herself as a kid, but not on the levels that Mimi had basically told her to try to live out on. <laughs> you know, that's pretty much it. And like, you know, she's saying, yeah, I'm going to live these out in all these, but I'm not going to live them out for years to where I cease to be. And when people pass me up as, you know, with me as, the, you know, as a tree, they'll just admire me. And my thoughts will be like, yes, I'm just a good tree. That's always, that's all I've always been. And, you know, and lose herself. She's not going to do that again. So, so to me, so to me, I, I, I enjoy the development of her character and I develop, enjoy the development of how far the stories are going you know, from a continuity standpoint, and you're having all these other things included um, in there. You have the Siri generous people trying to do their best to help her out, you know, and, you know, kind of show her what she's capable of doing, not, you know, with her powers from a, like an undercover perspective or whatever. 
uh, trying to help her figure out, okay, who was this Dr. Zetweimer and why was he after me? Why was he after my fiance? Why does he why did he want my powers? Who helped him out and stuff? And kind of getting an idea maybe of who she has to go after or who she's going to be sent after to get this information or at least finally confront to get this information. You know, it's just great. I mean, it it, it is just great overall. I mean, you have this you have this basically this this overall story that has erotic romance, NFSW erotic romance when necessary or when it calls for it. You have comedic moments, you have dramatic moments, uh, you have action adventure moments, and you have you know, some non-canon moments as well. And together you have an overall good uh, package, overall great package of a shapeshifter story that doesn't, you know, just focus, you know, doesn't just focus on on just the shape-shifting. I mean, again, she could easily do that. She could have easily said, every story, I'm just going to have her have fun with her shape-shifting stuff. Every five uh, chapters, she's going to go erotic with her fiancé, da-da-da-da. She could have done that, but she didn't. She decided to, st- you know, stay uh, close to uh, close to the norm, if you will, as she could. And that's what she's done. And like I said, I really appreciate that. I really do. Getting some more coffee there. But like I said, I, I really appreciate that. I really do. Because you don't normally see that sometimes. You don't. Uh, but this is a good prime example of that you know, being the case. Now, do I still stick by what I've said before in the past? In my other reviews, including last night. Which again, I will keep up on here. Uh, sort of to help give you more, uh, an ex- more of an extension of what I was talking about, or at least trying to talk about earlier, and almost ramble off of not doing. And I do apologize for that. But do I still stick by what I've said in all those other previous, at the end of all those other previous reviews and stuff? Yes, I do. I do stick by that because of the fact that when you look at all the circumstances involved in the story, overall story, and all the little moments here and there, it's almost like you can't. It's almost like you cannot deny. You know, excuse me. There, it's almost like you cannot deny that that will be the that these will be some of the directions that Michelle is going to go in, or at least consider going in. Like you know, as I've mentioned, I believe Crystal is going to get her own powers. I real, I really do. Whether they're identical to Briella's or you know similar um, uh, to a point that you know they can have fun mixing it together and and all that. You know. You know, and that's by mixing together, maybe fuse or something like that into an amalgamation of a being with both Briella and Crystal's powers or, or whatever, or just, you know, a merger of a, into a being that has basically, you know, the same powers as Briella and Crystal because they're both the same identical powers. You know, could I see that happening? Absolutely. And again, if Michelle, you know, Desi, Ar- Desi Arts goes off in that direction, that'll be great. You know, that'll be something to, you know, really look forward to um, in the future, you know, because again, you see all the hints and moments throughout, and you cannot tell me that she wouldn't, you know, go that direction for Crystal. Um, also, when I look at the fact that, you know, I'm always saying that I think Alanya's, Alanya's fiance, boyfriend, uh, Victor, Vince, whatever his name is, could be, you know, very knowledgeable of what's going on, you know. Not just of, you know, Briella's powers and everything, but be kind of very knowledgeable of what's going on, sorry, Genesis-wise, and maybe know what's going on with Dr. Zetweimer and all that. You know, just to, for me to always say that he's someone you got to keep an eye on, because I, there's trust issues, in my opinion. You know, I still stick by that, because I think even Alanya, Alanya uh, uh, Briella's best friend, I think even she you know, probably knows something that she's not letting Briella in on about about her fian about her fiance, Victor or Vincent, whatever his name is, probably knowing more than he's letting on. And maybe she's and maybe that's why she's been always hiding uh Chris uh Briella in her powers uh for the longest time. Or at least telling Briella, hey, don't shape shift or anything in front of my but my boyfriend, my fiance, because, you know, I don't know how he'll react. But maybe there's a reason for that. You know, maybe there's a reason for that. 
you know, and perhaps that reason is, you know, she is that her fiance may be in on something, you know, when it comes to, you know, what happened to Crystal being kidnapped by Zet Weimer to try to, you know, gain the powers similar to Briella and stuff like that. So, um, so I don't, you know, so I'm, so that, that could be, you know, a direction she goes in. And again, I, as I've mentioned before, I could be wrong, but a lot of, a lot of hints and everything are leaning towards more of that direction, in my opinion. They really are. They are leaning more in that direction um, time after time. I mean, again, why would her best friend want to keep her powers hidden from her fiancé if her fiancé was very understanding? It just, you know, doesn't add up and everything. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I look at that. I know she wants to work on the fur convention story, which I think she's planting the seeds for with Briella creating her own pocket dimension. That's, I guess, being able to exist you know, somewhere outside of the hotel or outside of the convention area uh, without paying, you know, money or something like that for a hotel, even though they already did it, or at least have a nice little extra space in the hotel room to have a little bit of, I guess you could say, fun between uh, Briella and her fiancé, Crystal. I know Michelle wants to set up that, and that's probably what she's doing with, you know, Briella dis dis uh, discovering, as I mentioned, the po you know the pocket dimension within herself. Um... So, you know, so I know she wants to work on that, at, you know, get that going because she's been hitting at it. But I also know that she's trying to, you know, plan out the uh, the wedding story. Like how, you know, what is the wedding going to be like? You know, what is Briella's gift going to be to Crystal? Which, again, I think the gift might be giving her similar powers, if not identical powers to, to her. So they could really have some fun if you catch my drift. So, you know, she's working, I know she wants to get that going, whether or not she saves that for 25 weeks from now, depending on any personal situations that may come forth uh, and stuff, you know, it's totally up to her. But I could see her maybe saving the wedding for the 275th shift, you know, if she gets that far. Um, and, uh, and yeah, you know, I, I know she wants to get to that and stuff. Um, but I also know she wants to end this current story arc we're in. This kind of like the sub arc with Suri Genesis and all that. And then also having this new alpha, uh, basically a being that's kind of in the same power category as Briella, if not more powerful. You know, I can see, you know, I, I can see she wants to wrap up this Suri Genesis portion of the story as quickly as possible to try to focus on the wedding portion down the line. Uh, when and where that happens, you know, is up to Michelle. I'm sure she's already got... I, I'm pretty sure Dizzy Arts Michelle has plenty of um, drafts written up and everything for the, you know, for that uh, conclusion of, you know, of this arc, as well as probably getting ready to do the draft for the wedding story, which I think she's trying to save for an anniversary issue because it makes more sense to do it there than just in a random issue or chapter, if you will, uh, before that or afterwards. So I think she's planning that as well. So she's got a lot of work ahead of her, including the fact that she's also probably working on the drafts, or at least coming up with scenarios and everything for the Melty Mii series in it, you know, for its third uh, season. Because she started this like two years ago to kind of coincide with the Melting May theme and now she's in the third year, and obviously she's working on that and coming up with different scenarios on how that's going to work, because now she's going to add a little bit of story to it, but obviously she's still going to focus on the core perspective of it, where Mii and her girlfriend, Zahara, are having fun with her powers, becoming Mara, a shape-shifting fusion of both, and now they might even add a third to, to the equation, but we'll see. But I know she's working on that um, as well. Um, you know, to, you know, to get that ready for, uh, for, for the month of May. So I would, if I'm you, I would keep out an eye out for that, um, as well. Excuse me. Um, also, also basically, I know she probably has some other original ideas she wants to work on, uh, down the line when it comes to melting, shape-shifting characters and everything. So, 
you know, I know she's got some things on the table, but her main priority right now for this year, at least these first uh, several months, these first, I think, four to five months, her main priority is metamorphosis to malleability, her main series, and then also working on the concepts and ideas to incorporate into the third season of Melting Mii. So I know she's working a lot on that, and she wants to make sure that what she delivers, people will um, enjoy, you know, very thoroughly, very, you know, uh, very excitably, if you will. Very excitably, if you will. So I know she's working on all that. But yeah, overall, 250 shifts, chapters of anything like this, to me, is amazing. I mean, I know you go to Patreon, and you see Trouble TRO, you see Joven16, you go here on uh, DeviantArt, you see people like Mr. Internet Man and such. You go back to Patreon and DeviantArt, and you see Nextstat comics and all that and what they're doing. And it's like, you know, it's, it's hard to really, you know, achieve, you know, such a milestone in the way that they, you know, in, in the way you want to achieve it. You know, especially when it comes to these kind of stories where it's just so easy to want to basically just focus on the eroticism and the NFSW-ness of the possibilities of a character like Briella, you know, having these powers and what they could do with the fiancé, Crystal, anytime they wanted. So I know it's hard to not want to mainly focus on that and try to create an, a very coherent story, which is basically a total package of character development, story development, and stuff like that. With a few fun moments here and there, um, you know, once in a while, like those sub arcs, like the winter and summer vacation sub arcs, that you know allow for more relaxed, break from the norm, fun kind of moments. So, you know, so yeah, it's, you know, so yeah, it is, you know, it's it's hard to not want to make it mostly triple X erotic kind of material. And I got to give Michelle a lot of credit for that. I really do. As well as any other person out there doing these kind of stories from a, you know, typing written standpoint, a webcomic standpoint, you name it. I got to give them a lot of credit for, you know, trying to hold off on that, even though most of the time that will be their main priority to go along with the story because the story calls for it. So I, so yeah, I have to give her congratulations on this, thumbs up on it, and I hope to see more of it. You know, in the near future, I really do. Now, with that said, if I was to make a suggestion to Michelle, and I don't know if she's going to be listening to this, I'm pretty sure she will be uh, over time, but if I was to make a suggestion to Michelle, you know, we've seen a lot of your stories, not just metamorphosized to malleability, but we've seen a lot of your stories, melting me eye, becoming unlimited, stuff like that, which obviously you do get erotic in some of those stories, you know, with some of the, you know, moments in the chapters and stuff like that. But my suggestion is if you really want to, you know, let loose a little bit, if you will, like kind of have, you know, a place where you can actually maybe go in that direction, do a shapeshifter story, you know, where it's, you know, where you have a story, but the main priority is the characters, you know, having fun, with, you know, having erotic fun, NFSW fun, you know, with these powers, if I was to make a suggestion of a place to go, I would say check out inkbunny.net. I would check out archive, archive, I would check out, okay, hold on, let me get some coffee here, and I got to get ready to get into the shower in a little bit, guys, so I do apologize if I'm going to be in a hurry. But, like I said, um, if you want to... If you want to basically, um, okay, I just forgot what I was going to say. Uh, oh, yeah. But if you want to have a place where you want to, like, let loose a little bit with these kind of stories, you know, have a story that's kind of in vain, in a similar vein as these, but more erotic-based and everything with the characters, I, I could come out here and see, I, I, I can come here and suggest you a couple of places. And those places are, as I was saying, inkbunny.net. Archive of our own dot um, dot com I think archive of our own dot com or is it dark or dot org let me let me check here guys let me let me check 
you know, it's archiveofourown.org. Yeah. So I would suggest, you know, places like inkbunny.net, archiveofourown.org, or, um, uh, what else is there? Um, maybe fanfiction.net if you want to go there. Um, I would also suggest Furfinient and So Furry as places to look into to, you know, probably produce more, uh, more erotic, more NFSW, ver- you know, shapeshifter stories. If you still, like I said, if you still want to uh, do stories that are similar in storytelling and all that, but have more focus on the eroticism and the NFSWism, if you will, uh, between the characters, inkbuddy.net, archive.org, uh, archiveofourown.org, and uh, Furifinient, among others, uh, I think, in my opinion, are the perfect place places, along with even fanfiction.net, if you want to look into that, are the perfect places to to go to to um, produce those kind of stories I mean share the stories you have now for with an with a another audience get kind of get a bigger audience to you know um, view your stories that you currently have on DeviantArt but also like I say go and expand and you know use these other outlets that I mentioned to kind of go in that direction of you know, doing that triple X erotic NFSW shape-shifting story or stories, you know, that are similar in vain to what you have here, but are more, like I said, more emphasis on the erotic NFSW, and it gives you a little bit more freedom to be more loose. In other words, you don't have to be too careful about, you know, what you add in or what you detail in, in the story, if you catch, if you kind of catch my drift, you know. But anyway, though, those are just my suggestions to other places to try to, you know, log into, sign up with, and, you know, kind of have a little bit more freedom with, you know, going in an entirely more adult direction, if you know what I mean, with your stories, more so than you are uh, currently. But anyway, though, guys, uh, this is all I'm going to say right now. I got to shut, I got to close this down now because I got to get ready for work, get myself in the shower. But again... I want to um, congratulate Michelle Desiarts, that's D-E-Z-Z-I-E, Arts, for 250 chapters slash shifts of this story. I, again, like I said, I know it's not easy to do a shape-shifting story like this, with a main shape-shifting character being female, you know, being in an LGBTQ relationship, and not wanting to just go, like I said, which which I suggested you could do in the other sites, uh, you know, not go totally erotic crazy with it and just mainly focus on the primary story where you've given some great character development, some great story development, and, you know, moments of fun, action, adventure, drama, and all that in between, giving us basically, uh, honestly, the uh, total, package, t- total package when it comes to this kind of story storytelling. So, um, yeah, congratulations. Again, Michelle Desi Arts, you des- you know you deserve all the praise you're gonna get. And really, guys, that's all I'm gonna say for right now. Uh, check out her stories. The links are in the description box. Check them out um, to get an idea of what she brings to the table. I think you will thoroughly enjoy what you see because again, it's not just you know all of what all you know NFSW erotic fun and all that that I've mentioned. But mainly the stories, her main priority story here, Metamorphosized to Malleability, as well as the other stories that she's done, you know, like um, like Becoming Unlimited, the, the Unlimited series, and even some of the other stories like the Milton Mei series, which is in the random stories uh, folder, um, to, me, to me are prime examples of great character development and growth and story development and growth. Um, also, you know, also along with, you know, certain moments, if you know what I mean, thrown in there in between. So, yeah, check the stories out. You'll thoroughly enjoy them. Also, check out other artists as well as other writers as well in this genre, if you will, like Mr. Internet Man, Next Stat, uh, Stat Comics, uh, Trouble TRO, and Joven16. I think you will thoroughly enjoy what you see from them, what you get from them. Uh, I mean, I know I do. So, yeah, I would highly recommend checking them out uh, when you get an opportunity uh, in, to, in, in doing so. So, 
yeah guys that's all I really wanted to say just wanted to come out here and uh, like I said do a more thorough more extended uh, review as well as discussion on 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 the metamorphosized malleability series and you know how far it's come and give my congratulations to Michelle um, as well because I, like I said I know it's not easy uh, to to do this you know at this level so I highly recommend again guys check out her stuff you will thoroughly enjoy it and again Michelle my suggestion if you really want to expand you know go that next level if you will with your stories you know kind of get more adult triple X erotic and FSW like you know I would suggest going to places like inkbunny.net archive of our own dot org fanfiction dot net for affiniant uh, as well as even so furry if you want to because you'll be able to have a little bit more freedom in what you'll be able to bring to the table uh, description wise and all that but anyway though guys that's all I'm gonna say so uh, take care I gotta get ready for work here guys like I said I leave early because I don't trust you know the 11:30 bus from Patterson to Turlock not to take off before I get there so I'd rather wait a couple of hours and maybe get put to work early who knows because it is Friday so who knows but anyway though guys that's all I'm gonna say uh, let me know what your thoughts are down below, in the, down below in the comments section again links to her stuff is in the description you will also get an audio podcast version of this as well as the other one probably put together um, as one podcast uh, down the line uh, in the future once this gets rendered after you know 12 hours or so so probably by tonight I'll probably put some kind of audio thing together for you guys to have a podcast to to listen to, um, you know, you know, on my BW Roses Discussions podcast, which you can find at all your favorite audio podcast locations except for Pandora. Um, also, guys, check me out at my Teespring store. Also, check me out at um, Vimo at BW Roses for content you can't get here on YouTube due to copyright reasons or other reasons. Also, check me out and support me at Venmo at Brian-Walmart-2, Cash App at BWRoses98. Check out the Patreon at patreon.com at um, uh, slash BWRoses with a $1, $3 tier. Also, uh, check out my DeviantArt page, page as well for stuff there that you might enjoy. And really, guys, that's about it. But once again, congratulations to uh, Michelle for 250 shifts, guys. That is unbelievable. That is unreal. And until next time, uh, that's all I'm going to say. Like I said, I have to get in the shower now. It's almost 8.30. I have to get on the bus by 9.15. But guys, again, check it out. And once again, Michelle, congratulations. And until next time, guys.